What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, in the hizzy? Uh, yeah, I regret saying it after I said it, but I do it again in a heartbeat. I don't give a damn. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fun with Flame. I'm your host, Daniel the Flame. And to um, all my wonderful listeners out there, how are you doing? Uh, I actually uh, thought about this topic that I'm going to discuss um, when speaking to a friend of mine who happened to not see the Trigun Stampede trailer. Uh, I had already had seen it, and then he watched it, and then he had questions, and so did I. <laughs> um, now, I say this is a cautionary tale simply because of the fact that um, this is, for all intents and purposes, a reimagining. This is not the original take on the manga. This is not um what the author originally intended no this is just the story being redone and being retold in a different way now here's the kicker i don't want that (laughs) uh trigon is one of those few shows that essentially if you don't know the history of it it's actually quite fascinating trigon as well as cowboy bebop were shows that initially were bad or poorly received in japan um it's about as interesting as the fucking um original gundam story um which which i highly recommend anyone look up that as well um shit i just said it so now it's stuck in my head The, the original gundam was only popularized because of reruns uh i swear to god like but that's that's the gist of it but trigun and cowboy bebop were two shows that essentially were poorly received in japan awkwardly enough they then were cheaply bought up by America simply because of the fact that they needed content to showcase over in the States and they were willing to really get anything and the cheaper, the better. Um, Most known and well-received stuff that came out in the eighties was either too graphic, too violent, or just really wasn't fit editing wise for America. Um, Or it was just which is sad, but it was too Japanese. <laughs> um, and if that was the case, then America really didn't want to deal with it. Um, you had basically the flagship series like uh, Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon, which paved the way for everyone else. But initially, once that buzz started to hit within the 90s, um, they needed anime and they needed it quick. And so one of the things that they did was that they got Trigun and Cowboy Bebop. Now, it's hard to actually find out that stuff now simply because of like if you didn't if you weren't around during that time then you probably wouldn't have realized or seen it but now if you talk to the japanese about these shows oh they hold it in the highest regard they love it and everything like that but initially when those shows came out they were poorly received had low ratings the whole shebang bang um so the awkwardness of essentially uh, Adult Swim and its uh, genius integrity when it came towards anime was that it generally popularized a bunch of anime simply by showing it multiple times. Cowboy Bebop, Trigun, Fooly Cooly, um, this is another one. Oh, Big O. Ooh, Big O's a perfect example of that shit. 
Big O was fucking canceled after like the first, what, 13 or 12 episodes, which is initially just the first season. And then it was able, because of popular, um, because it became popular from the re-showings in America, that they were able to go back and finish the series. And it was a giant clusterfuck because the shit is confusing and weird as shit. But <laughs> that's Big O. Uh, so, yeah, like Adult Swim helped anime greatly. And I'm pretty sure like uh, Adult Swim and Toonami really helped anime greatly and they're kind of not really going to get that much recognition for it considering how people can view and talk about anime today but these things fucking matter um but trigun was one of those series that i had the pleasure of watching multiple times um regardless of if i wanted to or not because Adult Swim was like that. Um, Adult Swim and, and Toonami. Um, Toonami's Midnight Run, if you knew about that or anything. Ooh, um, as well as uh, ooh, Cowboy Bebop's Clone, which was um, Outlaw Star. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, and Inuyasha. These shows were just played over and over and over and over and over and over. Are you tired of me here saying it yet? Over and over. Because this is what I had to deal with with Cowboy Bebop. Over and over and over. Then they played the movie. And it was all fresh again. And then they played it over and over. <laughs> oh, man. Have you seen the Cowboy Bebop movie? The shit is beautiful. But... It's actually, it's one of the few perfect movie um, movie animes that exist where like this can take place at any point in time. It totally makes sense within the confines of the series. It doesn't break anything. It doesn't, it doesn't add anything. It doesn't take away anything. It's just them in another situation that they would normally be in. And honestly, that should have been the main focus for the TV show. But Netflix is fucking stupid. And the person who made that show was trash. Trash! <laughs> but I digress. The beauty of Cal, um, the beauty of Trigun. I'm about to say Cal, we got Freudian slip. The beauty of Trigun was the fact that it is a short, what is it like, 24 episode anime with a fantastic story. Um, it has it has wonderful twists, has wonderful um, concepts. This shit that you that isn't revealed until the very last episode, and when it is revealed, it's like, damn, that's a beautiful payoff towards the entire um, towards the entire mystery that was going on within the series. It is so well-crafted in dealing with a character who essentially has sworn off killing that I can't think of anything that has done it better. Um, realistically, I would say a perfect contender against it would have been Roroni Kenshin, but with Roroni Kenshin, the concept of non-killing just kind of exemplifies the shonen aspect of what that means well the main character doesn't kill so that means he's the good guy right but he's dealing with people that are just like ridiculous murderers and if he just would have killed them then this should be over with right but he doesn't kill right but his notion for not killing was only in in terms of that war but now he's dealing with a bunch of shit where his past keeps affecting it so his notion of not killing during that war is kind of moot right now simply because of the fact that because he was in the war people are coming after him so he needs to acknowledge that or at least leave these fucking normal people alone so that they don't get caught up in this bullshit. Also, Kaoru is one of the worst female anime protagonists of all time. Just saying. <laughs> Someone's leaving me a message. But I um but with Trigun, 
yes, Trigun does have, you know, um, what what's their faces? Uh, Meryl and Shirley, isn't that it? Uh, but uh, I can't remember the names correctly. But they they weren't abysmal, <laughs> more so, you know, like just like a, a, a nuisance of like, why the fuck are you here? Where their literal presence is explained and established. They're they're insurance salesmen or they're insurance claim advisors, and wherever Vash goes, there's basically a job for them to do. <laughs> so it made sense. Um, and then them finding out that he was Vash's Stampede is very warm, welcoming, and cool throughout the series. But uh it like so yeah, like she's she's not as bad as Karu. <laughs> but in comparison to Trigun in terms of Roni Kenshin, Trigun is about a character who has never killed, refuses to kill, and goes around gunslinging in a lawless concept of a futuristic Wild West, which is honestly fucking beautiful um, of a concept. And, you know, it's like future tech, Wild West, grunge, dirty, sandy look, a uh, main character who has a bright red coat, is beloved by a bunch of people, goofy and funny and all outdoors, but at the same time is incredibly stoic, serious, and just a freaking marvel when it comes to uh, uh, being a gunsmith, uh, as well as um, a very serious person with a very traumatic and torn past, as well as being a fucking alien. Um, Trigun is a great series. Like It, it is just a, a phenomenal series to me. Um, and if you haven't seen it, that is I, that's a recommended watch for me. Um, just just simply because of just how well it's done and how well it's crafted. And yeah, I don't give a damn that Wolfwood doesn't die in the manga, but he does in the anime. I don't care. <laughs> this shit is still good. How they did it was was fantastic. But the issue that I have, not making a long story short, um with or the the concept that was brought up with my friend looking at the new trailer for Trigun Stampede um comes with basically a lot of taken away from what was initially brought in or seen or uh or basically what was beloved about the series in general. Now remember, like I said, these series um well Trigun was one of the series that actually essentially did poorly in Japan. But then later on came back and then it was like, oh, no, like the it actually was really, really good. And it was like, sure, it was uh, <laughs> like the Japanese have a tendency to do shit like that in accordance to things that America find popular. I swear to God, it's weird as shit, but it is true. Um, but uh, realistically, that was one of those um, situations where something like that happened and where it was just constantly uh, well, Americans were constantly berated with the notion of Trigun, Trigun, Trigun. And then you essentially, you have a lot of things trying to live up to the hype of a series that essentially captured the hearts of a lot of people over here in America and like just westernized uh, content. And then essentially the easternized content, which is basically taking our culture and making it their primary culture, really just uh, 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 they, they adopted that notion that, yeah, Trigun is good as well. Um, Trigun, Cowboy Bebop and shit like that. Um so, with that being the case, there really is a lot to live up to when it comes to doing a reimagining of this series. And from what the trailer has shown me, 
I have no hope that they can do this whatsoever. Now, I say cautionary tale, but I mean this with a great, I, like I say this with basically like a pound of salt added onto it. The Japanese do not have a good track record at retelling or reimagining someone else's work in a different form of, in a different medium. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is like, um, and this also includes like continuing the story as well, um, rather than just retelling a story. But what I mean by that is like, look at Baruto in comparison to something like Naruto. Look at Dragon Ball Super in comparison to Dragon Ball Z. Um, look at the original Full Metal Alchemist and uh, original Full Metal Alchemist in comparison to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. These are things that you need to understand. It's like this is what happens when someone takes something that doesn't belong to them and then they try to incorporate their own ideals behind something um look at what happened with the final fantasy 7 remake which is technically a sequel not a remake of final fantasy 7 another person's reimagining on what the story should be because you know fuck you and continuity or what you actually want which was literally just a remake of final fantasy 7 motherfuckers <laughs> but it goes to show you, like, there's just, there's a, a, a mountains of evidence in terms of proof where it's like, they're not good at doing things that ain't theirs, you know? And it's like, they don't really have practice with doing something like that. And I'm not saying that everything, you know, is wrong or just like the notion itself, like taking a manga, which is not something that's animated, and then turning that into an anime is in itself in the realm of like, you know, taking someone else's work and then uh, um, adapting it into something else. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that there's an issue with that. Adaptations vary in terms of quality, respect, or just overall um, concept. I, I I myself have gone over the, um, have stated the fact that it's like in Dragon Ball Z, there are things that the anime does that basically supersedes what Akira Toriyama had in the manga to me. And it just it just went better in the anime than it did in the manga. And that's fantastic. But that, again, is someone being able to adapt the craft well rather than continue the storyline or um, try to um, or try to uh, reimagine the storyline into some different little aspect or whatnot. They're not good at that. You know, adapting is adapting. That's totally different. That's taking this and then trying to move it over so that it's presentable and this new format. Like it's like, is it going to be moving pictures or is it going to be just words? What, like, how are you going to do that? That's adapting, but continuing a story, reimagining a story. Those are two totally different, like they're, they're totally different concepts. And from what the Trigun Stampede show is showcasing is kind of falling in the realm of what Final Fantasy seven um, remake did, which was kind of something that a lot of people should have far more problems with if they understood the medium that they were looking at and then where it came from, which was that like in Final Fantasy VII, you had um, people using touchscreen phones or um, different events were um, taking place differently or, or like having different um, like events showcased or whatnot. You also had um, essentially people wearing different hairstyles that really wasn't um, in the know or, or like a part of that culture within that game world in the original but then for some reason in this new thing people are looking different they're far more uh like the 
what they got going on is kind of different. Even the, the aesthetic of the world in itself or like Midgard look a hell of a lot different than what is presented from the original Final Fantasy VII. Now, you know, you can argue semantics all day long, but you can't argue over, you know, the truth, which is that there is a clear, significant difference in tone, feel, and even character um, within Final Fantasy VII Remake from the original Final Fantasy VII. And the same can be said about the Trigun Stampede trailer, where it does the same thing. Vash has a different hairstyle, which is honestly one of my biggest pet peeves about this. Um, Vash has a different hairstyle. Um, one of the aspects about his hairstyle is that it's a far more modern hairstyle than than what is actually presented for his authentic hairstyle. Um, the work being done in 3D is not a, a criticism or a problem or anything like that. That speaks for itself in terms of the final product, but just the overall look. His robotic arm is in full view rather than wrapped up in the, um, in the bandages or the wrappings that he normally would have because him having a robot arm would be fucking weird in this world where he's supposed to blend in with these regular folk. Um, as well as like even his iconic shades are like super big on his face for some reason. <laughs> and I do not like it. But it's like they can't change the model of his face for the 3d thing. So they need the glasses to be bigger than his eyes rather than what the anime did. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> oh boy. But um, even the overall look of Vash, he barely looks like the character. Hell, he really seems quite short. In fact, uh, and even what the initial trailer did kind of deviated away from what his original origin was from the anime, uh, which was that him and Vash had two different hairstyles because of, you know, crazy reasons. And even when Rem saved them, the situation in itself was totally different because of how they looked. Uh, well, you could clearly distinguish one over the other and whatnot, uh, which happens way before they even crash land on earth. So these small little hitches, I'm noticing just seem to stick out like crazy. And it also makes you wonder exactly how they're going to convey so much that made the Trigun series enjoyable in the first place. But again, this isn't something where it's like, this is akin to that movie that they tried to do a long time ago, which was basically really boring of a movie, but it was something that was um, catered towards like a story that was done in the manga. And it just like they just turned that into a movie, and it was like, eh. But it was just like a weak ass story in it in itself. So it was like you really didn't need to do that. Um, and it was like rather than being something like that, it just seems like this is a reimagining or retelling of the original Vash Stampede storyline or the Trigon storyline. So it goes without saying that doing things in terms of just like okay, we're only you only catering towards this for the sake of nostalgia is one thing, but then it's another thing when it's like you're catering towards the sake of nostalgia, but then you're adding shit that can appeal to a younger generation. When, in, in actuality, why wouldn't you just do something that would just be a, uh, a phenomenal telling of the story? Whether or not the younger generation look at it, that's up for them to decide. Like, it, it's not going to be where it needs to be predicated towards them in order for it to be where they will accept it. If anything, if you make it, they will watch it if it happens to be good. Anime is weird now, okay? <laughs> like, it's weird now, but it's incredibly fucking predictable. If you make a good-ass movie, the anime community will talk about the good-ass movie. That's just how they fucking roll. But 
it just seems that you're setting yourself up for failure when you're destroying key concepts of a character in order to fit with your ideals that this is how you get the young people in. We love the young people, but that's fucking weird. And again, this isn't your work. So why are you doing this in the first place when there's only been this one um, known rendition of said character? So now we get to the meat and the potatoes. Now, the meat and potatoes uh, that I want to talk about is the fact that I truly believe that, like like I've, I've been repeating myself, the Japanese are, the, well, Asians in general, uh, and this is like, they're not being, trying to be, not being racist or anything like that, but it's just in terms of storytelling and characters and shit like that, you know, I get down. But the Japanese are terrible when it comes to reimagining or retelling or redoing different works. I've given the examples and whatnot, but... There is no, their, their culture itself doesn't have something that we've had for fucking decades. And that would be a perfect example of that would be the fucking comic books. Comic books are things that essentially have taken years to incorporate into a certain ideal or certain concept of a character. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, what Stan Lee made for Spider-Man was fantastic. But I didn't grow up reading Spider-Man comic books. I grew up watching Spider-Man the Animated Series. And the thing is that in Spider-Man the Animated Series, there's a lot of things that happen to Peter that aren't really necessarily something that are akin to the comic books. But the person who did it knew about the comic books as well as knew who the character and the core concept of Peter Parker is and was able to just convey that in a wonderful way that was just just fantastic for my little 90s uh, child brain and that doesn't mean that the original comics of spider-man are something that i would never adhere to or something i would never read or whatnot but what that does mean is that the notion of it was essentially so well received because of the fact that it's not like this is the first time this has ever happened with spider-man there have been plenty of different spider-man tv shows and each one of them has a different premise has a different startup different uh, concepts and whatnot, but it's not the same thing, but the characters remain the same. So with that being said, it's totally understandable when you view something within American or um, Western culture that runs on that concept simply because of the fact that it's like, we've had years, I mean, fucking years to dabble and experiment with storytelling that requires or that has different writers um, writing for one character, different um, artists drawing said character, different concepts being thought up of this character, other characters actually dying and then coming back to life and a different storyline, or characters dying, staying dead, and then a brand new story being made up about said character just with different situations. We've had experience of this shit being done multiple times. Take the good, take the bad. All I'm talking about is the fact that this shit has happened. You expect it from our medium because we've built up our medium that way. So when you see a different Spider-Man movie, you don't complain about the fact that certain elements are different when that's to be expected, simply because certain elements are different in everything that's related to Spider-Man. Whether or not that actually is conveyed good or bad, that's a, that's your discretion to make in terms of you viewing the um, subject matter at hand in the first place. But anime has no such basis you understand me there is nothing within anime that has that long of that has the longevity 
that comic books and, and um, books and shit like that have for the different and um, iterations and whatnot. Uh, but there, there's um, as well as they, they don't have anything that's that um, that's been around for that long, nor have they dabbled or have done their storytelling to involve creating multiple different iterations of the story within um, within a scope of generational timelines going by where people are able to understand, acknowledge, and still accept the story being told to them, but then also understand that this might not be the main story, but this is a story. This might not be exactly how this character is supposed to be, but this is a way that this character can be. They have no experience in that whatsoever because their stories do not revolve around that. Hell, even when they have different people jump onto a project about shows, they generally do a continuation rather than a reimagining. Reimaginings, they kind of, you know, it's like, um, maybe. And I feel that that is the case for the um, Trigon Stampede, whatever it is. I don't know if it's a movie or a show or whatnot, but it's understandable that, you know, it you can have this retelling, this new design or this new concept you want to do for Vash, Vash and um, all the characters and whatnot for whatever it is that you want to do. That's understandable that you would want to do that. But the execution needs to be fucking perfect in order for that to be received well, especially within the anime community. But at the same time, you have to understand the medium that you're working with. Is this something that is typically done and well-received? when it comes to anime and the anime community? The answer is fucking no. It's always fucking no. But it's still going to get done anyway. <laughs> like, it's still going to be done and whatnot. But it's just one of the things where it's like, you need to understand exactly what you're dealing with. I mean, there's so many people who are already ready to hate on the Netflix One Piece show. Um, just, just for a date reference, it, it's July 5th upon me recording this, 2022. Uh, <laughs> but so many people are gonna are just like you know gun like the gun is loaded ready to just spew out their hate for the one piece show and got like no ill will towards them honestly you believe that it'll be worth every penny because this is something that again is like it's, it's not like what i'm saying is only predicated towards like eastern writing and whatnot in akin to western writing or being inferior or whatnot and it's like no well think about the fact that realistically no Eastern person is going to be able to convey that storytelling mechanic that One Piece has built up within a short little series. They're going to try and they're going to fucking fail because they're stupid. But again, that's just the ridiculousness of the Western writing being so used to just taking shit, cutting up into whatever it is that they want it to be, pasting it together and then presenting it to the masses and them just accepting this is a retelling or a rework or whatever. And again, What's happening with Trigun is essentially the same fucking thing. It's not going to be real. Like, I doubt it will be real received, um, aside from, like, animation. Uh, but just the overall aesthetic and look and whatnot, that just really got, got me out of it. But it just goes to show you that there has been, there have been time and time, like, there's been evidence of this shit happening within the realm of anime and it never working out and only because of the fact that i i say this all the time they don't understand their media they just don't they don't understand their media and how they should utilize it correctly i mean 
look at how much people whine and cry and talk about different big anime all the time and whatnot. Uh, big anime that are amazing and whatever, like just at the top creme de la creme and whatnot. And the fact is, like, every fucking year there's an idol anime that comes out or a magical girl anime that comes out. So, but it's like, are those things to be ignored or are they also a part of the culture as well as also popular in their own right, you know? And it's like, who who was that? Who was who was that? Um, <laughs> who was it directed to? Like, who was their audience that they're directed to when they make these things and whatnot? And it's like all of this shit should be taken into account when they're doing stuff. But at the same time, you also need to understand what made certain things in the past special that stood out from the rest of the rabble rousers. So there's a reason why Cowboy Bebop is beloved and Outlaw Star is only known to people who watched it in the '90s. There's a reason for that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? There's a reason why Dragon Ball Z is still talked about to this day and um, fighting food on is not. <laughs> oh my God. Fighting food on. Uh, four kids that did it again. Uh, if you don't know what that is, I highly recommend you looking up the opening, which just, just tickles me every time I hear it because it's funny. Fighting food on. <laughs> So, like, it's one of the things where it's like, you know, there there's a certain magistry towards so many different anime that exist out there that's just like, yes, this deserves its tome and history and whatnot. And Trigon is one of those series that, despite being a part of, like, the cheap-end, low-end anime that was just bought up for whatever reason back in the day, it surpassed all of those and still stayed out on top to become this global powerhouse that it is today. It's a it's a phenomenal anime and a, a wonderful manga, as well as just a, a dope-ass story. So I just don't feel that having it to where your initial look on the thing has the character look, not be his iconic look, has... Um, the like the straight up overall design of the character just seemed off. I mean, hell, the dude looks shorter than Vash is. Like Vash seems like he's like six something, uh, damn near taller, big ass boots and shit. But this dude just seems shorter for some reason. Maybe it's the hair. I don't know. But the overall character design, the clear alter um alteration towards the um origin story, things that essentially just seems like they're gonna play out and be done more so for nostalgia's sake than rather because artistically it fit or it made sense or this goes with what's going on. And then you just have a lot of other elements that they're just cut away or get rid of simply because the newer audience needs to adjust to it. And that might be with um, a lack of the uh, action scenes being actually really impactful because of the 3D. Uh, you know, that it just depends on how they do 3D. That's That's kind of a coin toss, really. Um, the 3D could be fantastic and the, the fight scenes could be phenomenal, but 3D could also be a crock of shit and the fight scenes could just suffer tremendously because of it. But don't know. We got to wait and see. But it's just a, a there's so many factors that are against you that it it's hard for me to actually believe that you can actually accomplish anything because of the fact that you're already starting the race off in last place. So. It, it's not the best bet to do things like this because of the fact that it's like 
they're going to keep trying to incorporate anime like this. Like I, I would hate if it was ever announced that they're going to continue Cowboy Bebop because why would you need to do that? You don't need to do that. If anything, not a continuation from where the anime left off, but actually doing some of the stories that were done within the manga, something that was created after the anime or separate stories, entities that essentially fit with the characters and whatnot, but it's just not, you know, Spike versus um, Vicious type shit. That's all. <laughs> it's not too far-fetched, but it is still something that would be palpable for any Cowboy Bebop fan. And then definitely if in um, Sunrise was able to get the original English voice actors to come back and do the voices, yeah, it should be dope. It'd be fantastic. I would enjoy something like that. But if someone was to sit there and go, they're going to continue the story from where the series ended and make up their own little fucking thing. Oh, God, no. I don't want to see that. Nah, you're ruining what was amazing. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Because you clearly are not going to know what you're doing because this isn't your baby. Like the perfect example, the perfect thing to say about that is like, yeah, it's not your baby. And if it's not your baby, then you don't really give a damn what they're going to wear when they're outside because it's not your fucking baby. But if it is your baby, you're going to care. You're going to care what they're eating, when they're sleeping, what they're doing, how they dress, <laughs> who touches them, because it's your baby. But when it's not your baby, you could give two shits. You just put them, make them put on whatever you want, and you throw them outside, and you walk back into the house. What do you care? It's not your baby. <laughs> I think that's a perfect analogy of how the Japanese write shit that isn't theirs. But again, I would say it's not all their fault as their culture has not predicated towards something like that. Again, the comic book industry has long since perfected the art of having someone else just write for something that's not theirs, with a character that's not theirs, for a storyline that's not theirs, and then just pick up where I left off and then keep going. Make up something else, do something new, stop the series and start a brand new one if you have to. Doesn't matter, but this is the character you're writing for. And we have perfected that to a point where there have been multiple tellings and iterations and concepts that have been done throughout Spider-Man's mythos, if I want to bring up Spider-Man. But it's not as if everything that you retain or that you know about Spider-Man can be predicated to just one issue, to just one run of the book series. Like, no. Same thing for Batman. I mean, the original Batman, he had guns and he killed people. Could you see that being done with the Batman of today and what we know was his character and what he stands for and what he does? Hell, he didn't even have an origin story until year one, I believe. I can't I can't remember if that's true or not. I believe like Frank Miller was the first one to introduce like an origin story for him. Um, um like like where he come from? He come from Crime Alley, fool. Bam bam. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, it's just there's so much that backs us being able, like, you know, Western writing, being able to just take, um, you know, give you just throw you something and then you hit the ground running. But when it comes to Eastern writing, they do not have such a thing. And because they do not have such a thing, and then because of the fact that even if they did, they for damn sure haven't perfected the bitch, that they're going to always fall short whenever they do shit like this. Like when they do the Trigun stampede movie and then wonder why people have so many issues with stuff just off of look and aesthetic and feel and whatnot and it's like realistically 
the comic book community and the anime community are two totally different fucking communities. Even now, I have an issue with comic book people getting into anime if they are not used to it, simply because of the fact that it's like you don't understand what's being done to anime. And then at the same time, you don't understand the shit that they're telling you to like is not the equivalent of shit that you should like or shit that should be respected for what it did and what it accomplished in terms of like anime and whatnot. Like this animation is really good, right? But the story is a crock of shit. And you need to realize that, but you can't because you haven't looked at any other animes. So, uh, <laughs> and then like you might in retrospect come back and think of this thing and then be like, that was actually a crock of shit. It just was pretty. And it's like, yeah, it was. But because you just kept saying how good it was without knowing it was a crock of shit, it got like 18 different seasons. While the thing that actually is good and you look back and go, why did no one tell me I could see this? Like, this was actually really good. And it's like, yeah, they got no time in the sunlight because it just wasn't pretty. <laughs> it ain't fair, <laughs> but that's life. And I'm going to just keep fighting because I can fight. Why not? <laughs> but it's just something that I believe, like, they need to, they need to think about. They need to pump their brakes and think about this shit before they just start tackling this stuff. I mean, there's already, you know, the notion that the Japanese have no word for pacing. And then you also have the concept of where they give way too much power to, like, the art directors. I mean, the animation directors, the people who are, like, in charge of the series, as well as, like, the writers and shit like that. I mean, the look at what happened with the video game. Um, video game developers, especially, like, the Japanese ones, have way too much fucking power. They have way too much power, and then they're never checked on the shit that they do simply because of the fact that they got all this damn power. But that shit bleeds off into other things that they do and predicate and associated with. But it's like it it shows the quality of the work shows. There's a huge difference between one piece the manga and one piece the anime. It shows it there's there's issues within, you know, the the Titanic ain't sinking, but bitch I like I'm seeing holes. <laughs> I was like, there are holes, but it's like you know we're still floating. But it's like there's holes. It's like there's holes in comic books too. But it's like again, all I'm saying is that there's holes. It's not that you know we can look over them and go they got holes too. It's like no, instead of focusing on them, how about we patch this shit, which is an easy fix. <laughs> so it's just that notion to where it's like this shit right here. I would just like it to be treated to be far more delicate with it simply because of the fact that you guys aren't used to this shit yet you're jumping into some waters when you can't swim like you you can't not only can you not swim you can't swim in these waters period you know how to swim but you can't swim in these waters and so you're jumping into something that essentially you don't generally understand which is retelling reimagining re you know, reconcepts and whatnot, as well as being able to handle something like that and then tell your new story without actually diminishing from the old, as well as keeping in um, tune to what has already been presented and also aspiring and, um, what is it? And, uh, uh, I guess I say, <laughs> so <laughs> digging your heels in, but, uh, also, um, yeah, inspiring like a different generation that didn't grow up with the previous iteration. 
I'm not saying it's impossible because it's not impossible. It's been done. All I'm saying is, is that I don't think these Asians are ready to do it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And I think someone needs to stop them or at least help them do this shit right before we like before we just like we just it just goes too far. <laughs> it goes too far and it is too damn late. That's all I'm saying. So take my cautionary tale as you will. This has been another episode of Fun with Flame. I've been your host, Dane the Flame. As always, good people. Hope you have fun.